Hi everybody, welcome to Shatter the Glass. We have a very special guest with us here today, and I could not be more excited to have her on. We have Kiana Balicic, a musician and also a very talented poet and writer. How are you doing today, Kiana? Hi Zane, thank you so much for having me. I'm happy to be here. Oh, the pleasure's all mine, and you're calling in from us from New York, correct? Yes, New York. It's been pretty rainy here, but luckily we're having some sunny weather for the moment. So that's always nice to have while we have it. That's awesome you say that because in Canada right now, we're going through a massive heat wave. We're here in, in, in Leduc, Alberta, which is just outside of Edmonton. And uh, last week, uh, or the week before, one of the two, it was reaching like 40 degrees. Wow. And uh, we, I, I go by Celsius here. I know you probably are familiar with Fahrenheit. Fahrenheit. Yeah, so I'm doing that math in my head right now. So anything. <laughs> So, Celsius to Fahrenheit. Yeah, type it in right now. Let's do the math. <laughs> I'm typing it in right now. <laughs> Let's see what's going on. 40 degrees. 104. 104. There we go. Woo! So, it's, it's a little spicy out here, for sure. Yeah, turning up the dial on the heat, for sure. New York had high 90s and low 100s recently too and um in june we were sweating it out it's getting really really hot <laughs> whereabouts in new york do you live i am in new york city so like what part of new york city would that be uh brooklyn brooklyn wow very cool very cool when we were on words and music together you were letting me know about the um the very cold aspects of <laughs> of winter <laughs> in your hometown and it, it was going you guys experience like below, right? Like below oh, yeah. zero Fahrenheit. Oh yeah, like dangerously. Like we have to stay indoors, like warning type of thing from our our weather channels and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So you have um, you have both sides of the spectrum. Very cold, very hot. So when it's in the hundreds, um, are y'all staying indoors more? I yeah. mean, more or less, or is it a culture to like still? put the sunscreen on, get lots of water, and still go outside? Like, what are you doing when you look at the weather and you're like, oh my gosh, it's 104? Well, I mean, I, I don't like being too hot personally. But then I also see the other side of it where, okay, we don't get these many hot days. I would just prefer to be by a pool or a beach when it's this hot, you know what I mean? But I'm lucky to have a nice cold basement too and air conditioning, so it doesn't affect me in that light. But yeah... There is such thing as too hot for me, for sure. But hey, I'll take it. Are you one of those people? Do you like to be at the beach when you're this when it's this hot, or does it not matter to you? Yeah, I I try to get outside as much as possible. Um, in the summertime, I'll wake up early in the morning so that way you know we're not getting as much sun and humidity as I would at like maybe like noon or two o'clock. It's a little it's a little um, milder in the morning, like six or seven. That's when I'll go outside and like work out. And uh, maybe go for a walk, enjoy that sunlight, and then when it gets really hot, maybe it dips into the high 90s, I'm going to be, like, indoors in the air conditioning. <laughs> and the same goes for cold, too. I've worked out in the wintertime with, like, a hat on, um, like, a sweatshirt on, like, those, um, like, the Under Armour, like, the, the, what do you call it, like, sports gear that, like, holds the heat in, just to go outside and get some fresh air. 
like I need that in my life. So I try to do my best to get fresh air as much as possible. Oh, 100%. Na- nature's a big thing for me when it comes to the uh, the air. I don't know what it is about the air, but it's just healing in a way, is it not? Yeah, I agree. I heard on a podcast that, I forgot who said it, um, but they were saying that when we're walking among the trees, the trees actually secrete a naturally occurring compound that human bodies respond by lowering cortisol in our blood so that our bodies actually like lower our stress hormone in the presence of trees. And I thought that was really inspiring. That is inspiring and very interesting. And I can totally see that being a thing. Because I know that sometimes when I'm in stressful periods of my life, I can feel that cortisol just pumping through my gut. Like it's, it's, it's like a drug almost. It just makes you explode with all kinds of emotion so it's good to balance that out when you have natural remedies like nature and air yeah super healing and we just had a really nice realization before we started this podcast didn't we we both found out that we're both of croatian descent didn't we yes i was so happy to make that connection that's awesome my grandpa was from what was yugoslavia so he was from the region um which is now known as Croatia. And from the similar last few letters of our last name, that was a really happy realization. Yeah, I love that. And and actually, even more crazier, too, that you bring up the Yugoslavia thing. My, my grandpa was also from then Yugoslavia, too. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So we are family. <laughs> we are family is right. I love that. I, I really hope one day to go there, like 100%. That would be phenomenal to see the Adriatic Sea and really take in some of that heritage, that background. Like It's just, it's really one of a kind. Yeah, that would be so cool. I mean, I've heard so much about seeing the sea and how great the landscape is and the food, and it's definitely on my list too. Definitely got to go over there. Whereabouts have you traveled uh, as far as in, in your life thus far? I've been within the U.S. I'm definitely saving up to go beyond the U.S. and see more of the world. On a teacher's budget, you know, it takes some time to save that kind of money. But I'm from the East Coast. I've always been from the East Coast. I had the pleasure of going to San Diego in California. And that was a really lovely experience. Um, The Mexican food there is so authentic, so delicious. And... um, the architecture is so nice. So many of the, the homes there have like those red uh, clay uh, tiles on their roofs. And um, you can see, um, I was by Mission Bay, which was really lovely. And so I was hanging out by the bay, playing my ukulele almost every day. And looking out on the hillside, you can see like these homes on the hills rising up in the distance. And you can see the, the red roof tiles. And it's so cool really cool to be somewhere beyond the very congested setting of New York City and just being able to wake up and be like, hey, I'm going to go sit by the bay today and just watch the water kind of roll and sparkle under the sun and take the kayak out and start like paddling around. It was really, really cool to be out in nature on the West Coast. I'd love to go back again. Awesome stuff. It's it's really cool that I think a lot of people actually overlook is just when you go to a new city you go and you take in the the visuals. You can take in everything around you and actually see how 
this city might look different than your city and you can really appreciate that and appreciate the architecture and i like old stuff so if, if there's even like old streets and really old buildings i think that's really cool too yeah that is definitely cool i know that in san diego if you ever want to see the old stuff there they have on the island oh my gosh there was an island just off the coast of san diego and it was famous for its architecture gonna come back to me in a moment i know it but you know i i already hear everyone around the resort was like oh did you go see blah 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 and it was the name of the island right across the shore so i guess we'll keep chatting and then eventually i'm just gonna blurt it out and be like that's the place zane you should go there (laughs) or even even worse when this podcast is done and you go to bed tonight you're gonna wake up at midnight and go oh yeah that's what it was (laughs) (laughs) i know i do that (laughs) Oh, that's great. So I just kind of wanted to shift a little bit to some of the things that you do artistically. I'm really impressed with your content. And for listeners of this podcast right now, uh, I really recommend that you go and follow Kiana on Instagram at Kiana Music 1318. You can find her on there. She's very talented when it comes to creating these beautiful chords with her guitars and also live reading her her poetry and also other people's poetry i know she's read mine too and she just sounds phenomenal um what what got you into that what 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 drew you to the aspect of splicing poetry with your music it's i think it's a brilliant idea thank you so much for your kind words zane and i like the word splicing i think that's a really great way to explain it I grew up singing, um, singing and dancing. My sister and I would put on concerts for family members. Everything from Britney Spears, Destiny's Child. The Pokemon theme song was always on the set list. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Loved singing and performing. And growing up, I was writing a lot of stories. And as I listened to more song lyrics growing up, um, I started writing my own poems and never thought to put the two together. I was writing poems separately from growing up playing the piano and playing the guitar. Never thought to put them together until uh, 2020, around August 2020. I was writing a poem in my mind as I was driving, which, I mean, I I live in New York, so I spend most of my life in traffic, you know, just crawling 20 (laughs) miles an hour along the highway to go to work. And one day I was driving over the Farazano Bridge and I saw the the skyline is usually visible most of the time from the Farazano, but some days it's super, super foggy. And if you didn't, if if it was your first time over the bridge and you didn't know that the skyline was right across the bay, you would just kind of think that it was just foggy and you don't know what's there. But sometimes the fog is so thick, you can't see through it. And that experience one morning at like six in the morning, um, a poem just started bubbling up in my mind that I was like, imagine how like an entire city skyline could hide behind fog. Um, And I was like, well, it reminds me of, like, what else people can hide. And, like, um, for me, I grew up experiencing depression and anxiety um, ever since I was young in elementary school. So, um, for me, I had that kind of healing journey um, in a really 
grassroots trying to do it all on my own kind of way um for whatever reason um the people around me didn't really take it very seriously um they kind of just try to brush it off you'll be fine um you, your grades are good in school like you're fine like there was a total misunderstanding about um you know unique responses to trauma and what have you um but but i was definitely responding to some traumatic incidences by developing depression and anxiety so um growing up as i got more mature i got into self-care and therapy and it's been so healing so um for me it was kind of like wow like i reached a point growing up where anytime i mentioned that and i had any kinds of symptoms of anxiety and depression it was usually met with you'll be fine you know stop saying those things um people are going to really think that you are depressed as if it was like something to be ashamed of um so my response as a, as a child was to, you know stop telling people and just go with the flow and pretend i was okay um it was kind of like that fog you know you kind of have this i had this demeanor that i was okay um but inside there was a lot of stuff that needed to be healed so i wrote the fog poem as a spoken word poem as a way to kind of celebrate my healing in a way that um i've heard so many spoken word poets do use spoken words to kind of celebrate where they're at um share some kind of hope and i had been on the receiving end at that time because i had been visiting open mics on zoom instagram live really being inspired by how many um poets were sharing stories about struggles and healing and i was like i really want to do that like i want to give back you know i listen a lot i want to put something out that maybe somebody could relate to it so as i got to work after my very snail's pace crawl through traffic i opened up my phone and i started recording some like spoken word bars into my phone and for the rest of that week anytime another idea came up i would just pull out my phone and start like speaking into it and as i was putting the words together i was like if this is a poem about healing and i want to tell it the most truthful way music has been a huge part of my healing because there's so much to learn about yourself and there's so much to learn about someone else's perspective through song lyrics people really bare their soul in their lyrics and it's a really beautiful part of human communication to be able to use music to communicate and i was like well you know what singing other people's songs listening to other people's songs writing my own songs um it's been part of my self expression and understanding myself so if i'm going to do this healing poem that i want to do i have to add some music and i at that point i was like i don't even know how to do this like i guess i'll say the lyrics and i'll play the guitar let's kind of see what happens and i was like let's take a chance let's try it so i started writing chords and i started speaking the lyrics with the chords and i instantly fell in love i loved it there was a real buzz of excitement and i almost didn't post it because i was like i don't know like what are people going to think of this like i'm not singing <laughs> i'm speaking <laughs> playing the guitar but but i really loved it and i was determined i wanted to contribute and give back and i was hoping that someone would get it and it would brighten their day a little and um i'm so glad it did the messages that i received on the fog poem and instagram whenever i when i shared it in my post and 
I went, I brought it to um, Zoom open mics. I got so many messages of gratitude and like, thank you, Kiana, for sharing your story. And I love the way you use the music. And I was, you know, I was really grateful for the chance to give back. And yeah, that's how it started. I've been doing it ever since. Wow, Kiana, that's a very inspiring and touching story. I really appreciate you sharing that with us. Um, there's nothing I respect more than someone who can really just take a chance and, and just roll with it and, and find therapeutic ways to not only help themselves, but even find ways to help others. I, I think that's a really noble um, idea that you have there, and I couldn't be more happy for you. Thank you so much for listening, and, and you get it. I'm so glad to to be here, and you get it. And I respect your work so much. And, yeah, I'm really happy to be here chatting with you about it. Oh, of course. And speaking of work, actually, I, just, just before we got on here, I wanted to sort of talk to you about your latest post, um, Light of Glory. I thought that was awesome. I really uh, enjoyed it every little segment you had in there with with like the with elements and like mountains and trees and stuff the way you were talking it just it made me feel like i was at every place you were describing essentially and it just gave me chills that is so cool i'm so happy to hear that it really resonated with you um i know you're you love nature so i'm really glad that the nature aspects and the environment really resonated with you um i had a blast making that that um, musical poem. Manishi Gupta, eh, she wrote the lyrics and she shared them with me and she was like, I think this would be really great set to music, what do you think? And I checked it out and I loved it. I loved all the diverse images. We have um, naturally existing landmarks. There's an orangutan, there's polar bears, humans. Like we have a really great mix of subjects in this poem. And I was like, I definitely want to do this. This is very cool. So I really enjoyed um, writing the music for it and working with Manishi. She's an author, um, Manishi Gupta, and she's on Instagram. And I tagged her in the Light of Glory post. So if anyone wants to check out her work, all her links are in the post. And she was really great to work with, really open-minded. And she was um, super optimistic and of hope in that poem and I loved how it spoke so much about it starts off with this idea of thinking about all these different life forms polar bears orangutans and then we move it into the landscape and then it comes back to this idea of identity and light of glory and confidence and finding yourself really really cool full spectrum poem and I was really glad that she liked how it turned out and I was really glad to share it. It was a peaceful process. And someone told me that when they watched it, it gave them peace. And like, for me, when someone tells me that they felt joy while listening and reading um, the piece, it, it makes my heart smile. Because I think that's what, that's what we do as artists, right? We, we feel joy creating. And when someone feels joy checking out what we've created, it's like a, a giving and receiving kind of transaction. You're, you're successful the moment you make it, but you are overwhelmed the moment only one person says, hey, 
I liked that, or hey, that spoke to me, that helped me, that did something for me. That in many ways is better than, than, than any amount of success, period. In my, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, feeling that kind of, um, that give and take. And I like the word you used, overwhelmed. It really stops me in my day. The world stops turning for a moment. And I'm really, really happy to hear that someone really enjoyed my work. Because I know I'm the kind of um, person who lets someone know exactly how I feel about their work. And I fangirl over, like, everyone's work. And I'm always giving positive feedback and saying how much someone's work means to me. And um, I feel like it's a really great give and take. And it, it, it's energizing for me to create music and poetry. And then it's energizing um, to hear what the response is, because it energizes me to keep going. Do you feel that when someone has positive feedback for your work? Does it energize you to keep making more music and poetry? Oh, absolutely. I don't like to use the word validation because that's not to me, it doesn't seem as romantic for, or appropriate for mm-hmm. our mindsets because we're not looking for validation. That's kind of a different beast. What we're looking for is just the, the means to continue our work and forward it, like keep, keep moving it forward rather than just getting down in the dumpsters because we think we should be famous or we think we should be these almighty beings that everybody looks up to. And it's not that at all. Or we should have all these all this money because of what we do. It's just about speaking to everybody that comes along. Whether they come along or not, it's their choice. But just having some kind of hand in history there, I find cool. I always tell my sister this, who is a musician. I, I, say, I say, hey, the second you post something, the second you throw something out there, you're a part of history. Whether you become this sensation or not your that work you did will forever be in history yeah so if you look at it that way i th- in my in my opinion i think it's just rewarding in that sense yeah i love that that is so that's so um insightful we were kind of putting something out there and gonna leave an imprint on someone whether it brightens their day a little bit where it just kind of gives them a little smile as they're scrolling through Instagram and they like your music or somebody could even save it to their um, their save files and be like yeah like when I'm feeling down this is something I'm going to come back to or I'm going to share this with someone and then that that impact keeps rolling and it's like paying forward paying forward mm-hmm. it's really cool exactly pay it forward you hit the nail on the hammer there I think that's a perfect way to describe it just pay it forward <laughs> <laughs> but um, question for you since since we're both very attuned with with poetry and music um is it fair to say that both poetry and music can be synonymous with each other because i know some people just say oh there's two completely different things but i know if i'm writing a song or something or lyrics i take a lot of what i write poetically and i apply it to music and i know sometimes some things just are too deep to maybe put into a song that's where poetry comes in to really add that detail add that depth but i think personally one of my favorite songwriters and singers was jim morrison of the doors yes and he is like literally the lizard king <laughs> he's the king of uh 
deepness. He's the king of poetry. He had poetry books posted like well during his time alive. And I just found that fascinating that he took his skill with poetry and he applied that to his music and it speaks for itself, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I agree with you. I think Jim Morrison is a really, really unique, visionary style writer. And I love Doors. I actually, um, I have a canvas um, in another room in this house um, where I wrote the quote from William Blake that says, um, when the doors of perception are cleansed, we'll see that everything is eternal. Because I found out that's where the doors came from. One day I Googled, I was like, what are the doors in the Doors band? I had enough. And when I found out it was from that William Blake quote, I was like, it all makes sense now. So I had to um, write that on a canvas because I felt like really, it really helps me put things in perspective, you know, and um, reminds me of what's important, that all of this energy is eternal. We are part of something grander. Um, And yeah, his lyrics are definitely amazing. I remember I used to work at Starbucks and I I was fortunate to have a lot of the Doors fans on my crew. And a couple of nights we would close the store after everyone left, we would just turn on the doors and do like sing-alongs. We'd be like sweeping the floor, singing People Are Strange. <laughs> really funny memories. I loved it. But yeah, to answer your question, I think poetry and music are synonymous. There's um there's a subtle dance between form and following rules, um, whether it's the rules of music theory or with like a chord placement and what have you or the form of, let's say you're using like a structure, like a haiku, where you have to do that. Um, You're following that form with the syllables and the topic. There's a dance between form and spontaneity in music and poetry. And I think that's something that they both have in common. It's almost like when we look at the poetry side of things, we're given the rules, but we as artists are meant to break them you know, to make them our own, in a sense. And I think that's where the beauty comes from with with any words written. Yeah, breaking the rules, doing something, something unexpected to try to express something. I think when someone really brings like a unique, authentic message, they're doing it in a way that's never been done before. And even if it's it's breaking some rules, it's kind of like, well, if the cost of me getting to this point where I can express this idea is breaking some rules. I guess that comes with being an artist because everyone has a unique vision and it doesn't always fit in in a, a specific pre-made framework. And I know that there's a lot of cool artists right now who are making their own poetry forms and they're making them famous. And that's pretty cool because these forms have never existed before and now there's poets doing workshops on like their own form. Like they're taking something that existed, like form, there's so many different types, and they're like, you know what? I'm gonna make my own. And in making their own, it's using ideas from like um, sonnets and different types of forms, but they're kind of breaking the rules to make it something new. And I think that's really, really inventive. That is, it's it's kind of a creative time, you know, in spite of all the chaos we've seen in this world, this is really an opportunity, especially for artists, to be innovative, you know, and come up with new things, and try new things, and get things out there. So, you know, what, what comes with the doom and gloom also comes hope, right? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Like, there's always the darkest point before it's the most 
brightest. Just like uh, from the Dark Knight there, Harvey Dent, he's like, the night is just as d- the darkest before the dawn or something. Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. That's a powerful That's a powerful line right there. Can def- and just as I thought, when I least expected it, I was going to remember the, the city with the architecture in San Diego. It's called Coronado. You you figured it out. Coronado. That, that actually, you know, believe it or not, that actually rings a bell. Wow. That's very cool. Yeah, it's, it's a little, like, resort city um, on a peninsula in San Diego, and there's um, a lot of architectural history there. Like, they have a hotel there. That's what everyone was talking about. Um, I didn't have a chance to go because I wasn't there for that long, but if you like architecture, you should think about it. Um, hotel Del Coronado, it was one of the first um, large-scale hotels to have electric lights in the United States. Really? That that's fascinating. I want to see that. <laughs> it's pretty cool. It's like a really lovely building too. It's like um it's mainly white and then it has um these red red aspects on certain parts of the roof and people were um talking about the architecture. Pretty cool. Very cool. I There there isn't like too many unique buildings in Edmonton, but uh you know, I I would have loved to see something like the Empire State Building or the Statue of Liberty. Have you been you've obviously been both to both of those places, hey? Yeah, and um it it's pretty cool because um seeing them at different times of the day makes it really interesting. And that that's like going back to the fog poem. Um be, seeing it every day pretty much. Um depending on where exactly I'm commuting when you get to see that kind of architecture on a bright sunny day on a snowy day on a foggy day um it it helps me to stay awake and alert like when i'm looking around it never gets boring for me because i'm always looking around and thinking about what the scenery looks like i'm always kind of writing a book in my mind does that happen to you like you go around throughout your life throughout your day and sometimes you're kind of like noticing the things around you and you're kind of writing it out like it's a poem or writing it out like it's some fiction oh every absolutely every day is a metaphor for me like i can't even turn a corner without thinking of some kind of similar metaphor or some kind of lesson (laughs) could could be as simple as looking at the wall and just finding a story inside the wall (laughs) but um i had this really cool picture actually at my house that um it's from like i'm not sure when the empire state building was built here i mean you probably know but do you know that the, off the top of my head i don't know there's a bunch of numbers jumbling around in my mind as i'm trying to think about that fair enough i got it in front of me right here we can solve this problem right now complete okay so construction started march 17th 1930 it was completed in 1931 so I have a picture on my wall, like in, in one of our offices there, and it's a bunch of construction workers just sitting on a beam, and I'm pretty sure it's the Empire State Building. It's actually a pretty, like, famous photograph, but they're just sitting there eating their lunch, and there's absolute... Lunch. Yeah, they're... Ab- you know what I'm talking about, hey? Yeah, they have, like, their little lunch pails. Yeah, it, it's insane, and they're just literally, like, hundreds of stories above the ground just eating their lunch casually. Nobody's afraid. And that's, like, my worst nightmare. <laughs> yeah, being that high up, right? And they I, they were just so acclimated to it. After after working on the projects, their mind is on 
their sandwich and their chit chat and their feet are dangling high up over the city but they're cool with it it's just it's amazing it's so iconic you talk about you know finding meaning in everything you look at even the most simple things that you wouldn't even think of you, you see those guys just sitting there and and those are different different times too right like a long time ago really simple sort of mindset back then just work do your thing that's it and i i really admire that those times because i think a lot of them just really lived in the moment you look at that picture and you see they're just eating their lunch there's nothing bothering them they're just eating their lunch they're at work doing a job and they're suspended hundreds of feet in the air most of us like for me i got anxiety so like you look at that picture and there's just a million things going on in your head that's wrong with it and these guys in the picture are just going about business dangerous as hell but do they care no they're just living happily in the moment just doing their thing and i just i take a lot of inspiration from that yeah i agree with you they're not thinking about what could happen if they fall off they're thinking about enjoying their lunch before it's time to get back to work love that and also there's no I like what you said about comparing the times from then and now. There were no phones to um, distract them, so they're really living in the moment. No, absolutely. I think that could, <coughs> excuse me, I think that could definitely uh, serve a good purpose today, actually, you know, with, with the way we're kind of thinking too much, it seems like now. Mm-hmm. I think that's a common, a common casualty a lot of people have these days, and getting back to a simpler life I think would be a huge answer to a lot of problems what do you think I agree I was doing a meditation today I use the headspace app um I'm not sponsored by headspace or anything (laughs) it's just like the app and um they have a course on creativity and today's meditation was about um letting creativity come to you instead of overthinking it that was really helpful for Mm. me because you know, I was looking forward to coming to the podcast. It was um, on my calendar, and I was really looking forward to it this week. And um, as I was, like, getting ready, um, tuning my guitar and whatnot, I was kind of overthinking creativity a little bit. I was thinking of, like, anticipating, you know, um, what we might talk about. And I kind of felt the anxiety um, I would experience um, coming up and starting to kind of overthink creativity. And I was kind of like, why do I do what I do, right? Like, like why do I share these poems on Instagram? Like, what's it all about? Getting a little, a little too deep with the thinking, and I had to reel it back. And I remembered the meditation. It's like, you know what? Let's not, let's not overthink it. You know, you're part of the poetry community. Really love chatting on podcasts and being part of Zoom open mics. And you're really glad when you can share poems that mean something to someone. And you really enjoy hearing poems that mean a lot to you that someone else wrote. And leave it at that. Like, that is enough. Like, like it's okay to be okay. Like, it's okay to love what you do. And that was me, like, talking to myself. Like, yeah, like, let's not overthink it. Let's just let it be enough because it is enough. That is brilliant. Not overthinking creativity. I love that. That's really, that speaks volumes. I think that's perfect. Um, too much pressure we might just like break it by accident just let it be let it breathe well and, and or organic you know like 
I don't mind like some music today. I really like older music personally, but um, there's some newer stuff that I don't mind. But um, you know, I really appreciate organic, and you see that a lot, whether it's music or writing. You know, it's a really organic process, or at least to its like traditional roots. It's a very tr- it's a very organic sort of evolution when you're when when you're doing something whether it's in music or writing and uh you can see a contrast today obviously especially when it comes to music it's becoming i don't want to say faker or if that's even a word faker faker is a word is it a word i don't know i think it's a word yeah we coined it now you heard it here (laughs) (laughs) um but um yeah it's just you know what i'm talking about with some of the overproduced stuff that just doesn't seem quite as like authentic as somebody like I, I find a little bit of a appreciation for someone who's got a flawed performance. You know what I mean? It doesn't it doesn't sound perfect, but it's live or it's like real, and you can just really connect to that. I agree. I, I totally agree with yeah appreciating the flaws. I once worked with another teacher whose brother was a professional musician, and he played in an orchestra, and he traveled across the country, and she said that she would always enjoy when he came to New York because she could see him perform with the orchestra. But she said that the first few times she ever saw him perform, she would be, like, sitting, like, upright in her seat, like, nervous, hoping, like, he doesn't make a mistake. And one time she told him, and she was like, hey, you know, you look like you're having the time of your life and you're so happy when you're performing. And then I'm in the seats in, like, the darkened arena, like, chewing off my fingernails, like, I hope he doesn't mess up. Please do it right. Please play all the notes right. And um, it was funny because her brother turned around to her and was like, hey, her name was Barbara. Barbara, mistakes aren't going to happen. It's part of life. You don't stop when you make a mistake. You just make it part of the performance and you keep going. She was like, he was like, I always make mistakes. You probably don't know it's a mistake, but it's in there. And I just keep going, and it's just part of the performance. It doesn't stop the performance. You just keep going. And I thought that was, like, a real beautiful way to look at performing. Really organic. Yeah, no kidding. That's a an excellent way to look at it. You know? The second you get too afraid, you're not going to probably ever do anything. And I think that's what holds a lot of people back me included like i'm sure we've all had that in our past you know just fear holding you back and the second you just understand that passion is passion and you need to focus on that passion it eliminates the fear yeah you know you kind of lean into it you realize like this is what i love i'm gonna do it because i love it i want to share it because i love it um and then you kind of like lean into it channel that fear into some excitement that's cool like we've all made mistakes um i know that you were very kind when we were on words of music and before the episode i don't know what was going on we started a few minutes late i remember something with wi-fi or lighting and then i remember i dm'd you on instagram i was like hey zane thanks so much for being our special guest like we're so excited to have you but we're gonna start a little late because there's some technical difficulties and i was like oh my gosh like he might think the show is a joke like this and that but and you were so kind and you were like look every great event every great live event has technical difficulties and i gotta i gotta say thank you for that because i really like i breathed a sigh of relief like i was so relieved i was like he gets it like he gets it he gets what it's like to be recording something live he gets performing i was like okay this is cool we're gonna have a good 
Shop. He's a cool person. <laughs> oh, of course. My pleasure. It was great to be on there. You know, you're, you're an excellent interviewer as well as interviewee. And it just also kind of touches up on um, the writing community and the poetry community and the music community in general that you and I are very familiar with on Instagram. Everybody's just so kind. Like, everybody supports each other. And you just feel so good about yourself and you feel good about others and I've never been a part of something more positive than those communities and it's it's what's really inspired me to always keep going with these creative endeavors but what about you how's how's that had an effect on you I'm really glad to hear you say that it's, it's been such a positive force in your life it's been a positive force in mine too I feel like we all kind of like um pass the ball to each other right like if we had like this, this ball of energy and we're kind of passing it back and forth to each other um by showing up and listening for each other and cheering each other on and it really it's, it's such a special community when everyone is really being their best selves like we even show our vulnerabilities and like i've talked about anxiety that's something that comes up a lot in my poetry because one of my favorite topics is healing and i you know, I, I bring that up, like I don't hide it. Um, I bring it up, I put it in the poems, and um, I had so much support, people are so kind. And there are some times where people are not their best selves, and they do say things um, to each other that are really not helpful. You know, it's kind of mean for mean's sake, but I gotta say the response is pretty pretty great. Would you we'll definitely defend each other and and let people know who this person is that's acting this way so we could all you know keep our eyes open and definitely you know let them know that this isn't right this is a place of respect and reinforce those reinforce those like community values right like kindness respect open-mindedness and we're always ready to reinforce that if if someone decides to break it because something we all value like that kindness that open-mindedness that respect oh, that's I've... what i feel in this community and it's so special absolutely you just feel every ounce of goodness in humanity when when you're uh interacting with with groups like that online it's just there's no greater feeling really um i actually wanted to read this poem that you wrote that, that i wrote oh that, my goodness that if that's okay with you i'm i'm here for it <laughs> i just it really inspired me um explosive independence i really liked that that had a punch to it that really just took my shoulders and said hey now this is a this is a lesson for you here and and i totally related to it 100 percent. so if it's okay with you i would love to share it with everybody and uh, yeah so this is called explosive independence by kiana herself and this was actually featured in Eve Poetry Magazine, was it not? Yes. Yes, it was. Yes, congratulations. I like those guys. They put out lots of good stuff. Yeah, thank you. It's um, Deanna Ramirez on Instagram. She's at Eve underscore poetry. Really lovely writer, lovely human. Um, she's done a lot to support writers with her open mics and the Eve Poetry Magazine online. Um, she's really one of, um, one of my favorite people in the poetry community for all that she does and really awesome human yeah, please give her a follow everybody 
So explosive independence. Please don't label me loud because I share ideas. I am a thinker. Please don't label me bossy because I can lead. I am a teacher. Please don't label me bef before you know me. It doesn't make sense. Once there was a time when I cared what haters thought. Their words cut me deep. Today I declare explosive independence from all they've ever said. I won't hide, shrink, or change myself for their labels. I'll keep sparkling. Mic drop. Boom! <laughs> thank you so much, Zane, for reading that so beautifully. Well, thank I you for writing it. And your delivery in, in that reading. That was awesome. It, it, was, it was just brilliant. I just love that. You're basically just saying, hey, I don't care what you think of me. I am who I am. I'm going to own it. And I'm going to do it loud and proud. That's why I love that title, Explosive Independence. It just has a ring to it. It really just it just punches. I love it. I'm so glad it had that that effect for you. Yeah, I, I wrote it because um, there could be a real double standard um, for what people expect, especially from females. I mean, sometimes sharing your ideas um, in a position of authority sometimes people are not too supportive when that happens and it's kind of a double standard because I am a teacher like I'm certified to do this kind of thing where I share my ideas and like help people learn them right so that's mm -hmm. my job um, and I'm not saying this has happened in a professional workplace because to me personally it hasn't happened to me in a professional workplace but I mean um, there have been people in my life who had some toxic attitudes where you know, women sharing their ideas wasn't very accepted. And I think it's kind of backwards thinking. I feel like, you know, men and women have stuff to share. So, so some, you know what, there are unique aspects of, of seeing the world through, through male's eyes, seeing the world through female's eyes. But I really believe we have more in common um, than we have um, that's different. And so the differences are unique. Like, you know, how about we use our different perspectives to help us see a more complete picture of the world? Like that's, I love diversity. I love to be part of open mics and showcases and poetry events that raise, um, you know, awareness or even money for, for diversity. Um, Cause I feel like when we are open-minded and we listen to different perspectives, like I learned to see the world in a more complete way. Like I was just so happy to be part of the Come As You Are open mic um, with um, Madison Renee, Sincerely Blue Jay Poetry, um, Miranda from Breaking Egg on Instagram, she's a great artist, and Boomy Bowl, um, she's the author of Paper Hearts. Um, and they raised about 600 plus dollars for organizations that are helping conduct workshops and all these outreach programs to promote diversity in the technological sector, like helping represent more diverse voices and helping creating these supportive, uh, these environments of work that are conducive to diversity and listening to unique voices with their workshops. And I was really happy to be part of a, a, a performance that was raising money for that cause. So with explosive independence, I'm like, you know, 
I was gonna, that was my way of saying like, hey, I'm gonna make space for myself. In the past, people have tried to squeeze me out of things, tried to convince me to lower my voice, when I feel like we all have something unique to offer and I'm gonna make space to, to do that. And I think we all should. We should all take that thing that makes us unique and make space for it. Um, it'll help us all see the world in a more complete way. Oh, that's that's perfect. I, that's poetic in so many ways. Very well said there, Kiana. Um, yeah, I think it's really important to keep lines of communication open and to always just talk to each other you know, and you said it, you know, keep, keep an open mind about things and understand that the world is huge. We, we get, yeah. li we get limited to our, our little bubbles. We all have our bubbles, but, uh, there's a lot more out there than we think. But, um, did you, did you want to read any poems today as I well? Will. Please. Yeah, sure. The floor is yours. We Thank are you. anxiously awaiting your beautiful sounding voice. So take it away, Kiana. Thank you, Zane. I spoke about the fog poem earlier, and I would love to share this piece because it was the first that I wrote for this splicing, as you said it. Love that. <laughs> splicing music and poetry. And so many people have thanked me for sharing it, so I'd love to share it. Here. Shadow the glass. Here we go. was awesome thank you i have no words it's 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 amazing like i just love your rhymes i love your words and then your chords just you have a way of just selecting just the perfect chords to tell every story that you tell through your music and your poetry 
and it just it leaves me speechless every time. Like congratulations, or not congratulations, <laughs> not congratulations. Great <laughs> job, <laughs> and I guess congratulations. <laughs> but well done. You're such a talented artist. Thank you so much. It means a lot because I know you're a musician and you make a lot of decisions about how you're gonna shoot your videos, how you're gonna form your covers, what kinds of uh, technical maneuvers you're using. So coming from a musician like you, that means a lot to me. Thank you so much. Oh, it's my pleasure. And I really appreciate having you on the show today. One question I wanted to ask you too as well before we run out of time here is, you know, you're from Brooklyn, right? So who's your go-to teams? Are you a Rangers fan? Are you an Islanders fan? Like what's, what's your sport? What's your team? Okay, sports. So I grew up as a Yankees fan. Um, that's my go-to when it comes to baseball. Um, I love going to Yankee Stadium. Things are have finally opened up here in New York. So I'm definitely looking forward to going back to the Bronx to catch a game. I used to play softball growing up, and I used to play shortstop with um, my number two jersey because I grew up a big Derek Jeter fan. Um, I always thought he was a really great leader. He always stayed cool under pressure, and um, he did a lot of giving back with his, like, Turn 2 foundation. So, like, growing up, I was really into that idea of, like, doing your best for your team and um, when you do have that momentum and you have the ability to give back, like get excited about giving back. So like, yeah, I'm a Yankees girl at heart. And um, yeah, I grew up playing softball, wearing the number two jersey and that like meant everything to me growing up. <laughs> oh, that's awesome, that's awesome. Derek Jeter was was a great player. I uh, I, I wasn't, or I, I'm not really a, a, a huge Yankees fan, but they got an impressive team, an impressive organization, so. And you're from New York, so that's uh, that's really cool. I love their their stadium that they built that was like identical to their old one. I think that's like so cool. Yeah, it's it's really nice. Um, when you get off the train and you see it rising up across the street, it's so cool. Like it has a real presence. It has like a real history. Um, even though that one is relatively new compared to the original one, um, they still have that um, little hall of fame inside where they have like the Yankees Museum with all of the, the awards they've won in the World Series memorabilia. They have like autographed jerseys. So just walking into the stadium, you feel so much history. I think that's really special. Oh, that's that's really cool. Um, I my, my team is the Edmonton Oilers. Like I'm a huge hockey fan. So, um, you know, I, I go to games every year and, you know, the experience there is interesting, but I've always been really curious what it's like to be at an American venue, you know, because I know you guys make just out of this world ballpark food. <laughs> Please tell me, what is a classic uh, Yankee Stadium hot dog like? How good is it? Um, Definitely smoky. Definitely has a smoky aspect to it. Yeah? Yeah. And um, a lot of the even waiting online is also like a whole experience like I remember going to a game and it was against the team from California it was the Angels Los Angeles Angels and that was um a game where Mike Trout was in the lineup um he was one of their like best um offensive hitters and I remember his parents are from New Jersey so they were at the game and the screen kept showing Mike Trout's parents in the crowd every time he got off the bat so um me and my friend went to go get food and Mike Trout happened to be at the plate 
and when you go to food at Yankee Stadium, they keep you, they keep you, like, still, like, tapped into the game. They have screens, like, everywhere. So we're online, and I was talking to my friend, and all of a sudden, you hear, you heard, like, that click of the bat making contact with the ball, and just, like, the energy shifted in the stadium. And I was like, what happened? And we looked up, and they showed, like, Mike Trout's parents. And they were, like, grinning, and they were clapping. And they showed Mike Trout, like, circling the bases. And it was such, like, a, a momentum because the Yankee fans were all so upset. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, this, this, the smaller percentage of the Angels fans were just really celebrating and partying. So you definitely felt the shift in energy. Whenever something happens, you know, good or bad um from whatever perspective you're at you feel the energy no matter where you are even if you're going to get food you know what's going on at all times <laughs> that's awesome thanks for sharing that story that's too cool i love mike yeah. trout he's such a good athlete oh yeah and I, I saw him hit the home run another time when they played the angels and the ball just like it floated like it of course it's moving so fast and the power with which it came off the bat like i like to sit um, over third base that way anytime someone's like about to run home like I'm right there and you can see it and it's exciting um, so I was watching the ball fly out over the outfield and it had like this amazing power it's just like hovering over the outfield just like on like like an arc like shooting out um, really really great he's, he really knows what he's doing and to see him play was a really great experience nice nice yeah actually I have a friend who's um, he, he lives in California and I think he's closer to where the Angels play. And another buddy of mine went to go see him, and they went to an Angels game. And they just said it was just like an unreal experience. And and I just, I, I that that'd be quite the experience for me personally. I've I've actually never been to an MLB game before. I've only seen like minor league because we have a minor league team here in, in Edmonton, like like really like oh, cool. lower what, level stuff. Um, it's like a collegiate summer league. Oh, cool. And they're called the Riverhawks. Oh, I like that name. Yeah. It's, and we got a nice, it's a nice stadium. Like it's a nice like minor league stadium. So you, you get that kind of like actual, like real stadium vibe that you would get. But, uh, I feel like a major league baseball game would be cool. I know a lot of people around here since, since Seattle is relatively like close by technically like when it comes to flight mm -hmm. patterns um but they usually have good deals at the airport where you can go to a like a mariners game and stuff like that when the blue jays are playing because i yeah, guess that's cool. yeah i guess the blue jays are technically our team you like that's Toronto. yeah so but uh no i think that'd be a cool experience for sure yeah that is cool that's like a, a total like bucket list kind of item that's really cool um have you been to seattle never been to seattle but uh, their their music scene there was unreal in the '90s. I, I really loved like Nirvana and S Soundgarden and Chris Cornell. Like those were just excellent musicians that came right out of there. And uh, oh, yeah, yeah, it's really impressive. I'm really curious to see what their new NHL team's gonna be like too. That's gonna be interesting. The Kraken. <laughs> oh, I love that name. Yeah. That's, that's a real powerful name. Um, did they come up with um a design yet for like what their logo's gonna be? Yeah, actually. So they got like a, like a like a teal sort of S for Seattle and stuff like that, and they got like a, okay. a navy blue in there, and and uh, yeah, apparently they have like an arena that's got this like unique sort of like triangular roof, and it's like a historic landmark apparently. So when they were like 
demolishing like the old part of like the, the arena because they're like rebuilding and renovating it but they're keeping the the, the roof because but like by like legalities it's like a historic oh, wow. it's like a historical thing that yeah. they just can't get rid of so like they're actually like molding it onto like the new building and it's gonna i'm curious to see how awesome that'll look <laughs> that is cool that's like grafting the old into the new yeah that's awesome exactly old is new again yeah there we go rebirth but uh, that is cool. so one last question here before we end it off today if someone like me, for example, wanted to come to New York one day, which I do, it's on my bucket list. I want to go to New York City. I know you're there every day, so it's just another day for you. <laughs> but uh, what would a perfect first day in New York look like for the average traveler, in your opinion, from an actual New Yorker? What what would what would I do on my first day? I love that question. Um... Well, when you do come to New York, let me know, and I'll come welcome you. That would be, like, a really great writer's meetup. Maybe we could do a collab. Sure and, thing. Um, yeah, I, I think that New York has so many um, diverse places to eat. I really love falafel. It's one of my favorite types of food. And um, amazing falafel in New York. And, like, um, Mahmoud's falafel, one of the, the oldest, most historic um awful places and I really love Broadway so I think that musicals um there could be something for everyone I know some people are a little hesitant when it comes to musicals and theater um but I really think that like there is something for everyone so coming to New York you can get tickets like on the day of in Times Square there is a place for that and um definitely check out the the live theater scene because it's it's coming back and i'm so grateful that it's coming back soon um we've missed it during this like response to the pandemic but like fortunately it is coming back soon and like i'm excited to see company um with katrina link and um patty lafon two really incredible singers and the the music scene is really dope because these performers are really they leave it all on the stage i saw wicked last summer and um, Jenny Denoya, who's from Brooklyn, shout out Brooklyn, um, was playing Elphaba, and her her vocals captivate everyone in in the audience, and especially in Wicked when there's the scene where Elphaba is suspended above the stage, she's like flying on her broom. There's all these special effects. It's like magic is real in that moment. Like nobody's thinking about a harness or any kinds of behind the scenes mechanics. Um, everyone's thinking about magic and Alphaba's flying and the, the, the musicality of the vocals and all of the musicians all syncopating and they're on rhythm. It's like one big heartbeat. And um, it, you just, you feel so alive in that moment. I remember it was pouring rain after the show. And then I went to get um, food at like this little French, um, it's a fusion of French and Japanese um, desserts and having food that like is really delicious and having all the songs stuck in your head from the musical I think that's like the best way to like come to New York to experience that kind of sensory overload where you have the music the rain coming down and you're having this um, French Japanese fusion kind of dessert it was like a matcha cheesecake I think it was really good Ooh, I love cheesecake that sounds grand Gonna have to book that trip one day. 
<laughs> yeah, come through. There's a lot of great um, writers from Instagram in New York. Um, my friend Lauren and I met through Instagram, and it turns out we we literally live so close, and we hang out now. Like we um, go hang out, and when the weather's nice, we go walk by the bay to get some exercise. And yeah, real really glad to have met um, so many cool people on Instagram. Met you through Shal from Words and Music, right? And I'm so right. glad, Zane, that we've crossed paths on this Me too. journey. Me too, absolutely. And I think I think it's uh, about time we maybe start thinking about like collaborating with something if you're really into that, because I think we got both got great ideas and see where it goes i'm here for it let's see where it goes awesome well kiana i really appreciate you coming onto the show today and taking time out of your day to do this it's been a very fun time talking to you i think we got uh, a lot of interesting topics covered and uh yeah is there any parting words you'd like to say to our audience uh, thanks everyone, Glassbreakers, for listening. Um, I'm looking <laughs> forward to what's coming up next on your channel. I really, um, I love the funny videos that you guys do. There was the one where um, you and your friend were jumping over the fence. Oh. That was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, really uh, spot spot and eighty sort of content. <laughs> yeah, I was like, <laughs> how do you guys how do you guys come up with this? And if that's like part of your like mojo, that's fine. You have to reveal your creative secrets, but. I'm like, how did you guys come up with this? Were you guys just like talking about jumping over fences and you're like, that's it. We're going to jump over a fence in our next video. Like, <laughs> It's almost just like the creative process when you're writing something. Hmm. You know, that computer desk really speaks to me. There's a, there's a story behind that. Let's, let's do that. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Definitely spontaneity at its best. Exactly. Exactly. Well, Kiana, once again, thank you very much. Really appreciate it. We'll definitely have you on again soon. And, uh, you know, you have yourself a fantastic day. Stay safe out there. And, you too. Uh, yeah, we'll catch you next time. Yeah, thank you so much, Zane, for having me. Have yeah. an awesome day. And thank we'll definitely talk soon. Thank you. Bye. What a great interview. Really happy that Kiana came on. And I just want to say thank you, Glassbreakers, for listening to today's episode. We got more episodes coming your way in the coming weeks. And I just want to remind you all to subscribe to our channels, whether it's Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, whatever. Find us. We'll be there for you. Thank you again for tuning in today, folks. This is Shatter the Glass. I'm your host, Zane Tomich. We'll see you next time. <laughs>